the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Messiah? Tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else. And no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Father, who's the Father? Yes. God, very good. It's in the name of the Son. Who's the Son? Jesus. Jesus. It's in the name of the Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Spirit? That one's kind of easy, right? Yeah, the Holy Spirit's the Holy Spirit. Very good. Why would we do this? Yeah. There's belief, right? So we baptize them in, into our belief. Why else? Why would we do this? <laughs> Why not? Yes, Phineas. Mm-hmm. You put it on their heads. If it's about God's promises, why don't we get a really big pool and just dunk them? Should we have as much of God's promises as possible? Is that how that works? No. Okay, so it's not about the amount of water that we have. Why don't we do this for everybody every day? Yeah? 
Some people don't want to get baptized, so that's one reason. But it's not quite about how often that you are baptized, is it? God promises it once, and it's solid. What is this about? Why are we doing this? Yeah. We remember it. Yes. Ah, put those two together. We remember it, and it's about God promising to love you and care for you. In baptism, can everybody look at my nose? Right here. Right here. It's a good nose. In baptism, it's about what God's doing. When we pour water on the people's heads, it's about God promising to love them. And when we anoint them with oil, do you know what anoint means? It just means we put an oil on them in a very special way. It's about God never giving them up. Now, were any of you baptized before? Raise your hand if you were baptized. Yeah? I think, I think a lot of you, yes. Do you know it's okay to remember your baptism? It's even okay to dip your hands in the water and make the sign of the cross. Would any of you guys like to do that? All right, if you'd like to, stand up. Now, in the ancient church, there was a practice called aspergis. And that's when you would take a, uh, a branch, uh, often an evergreen branch, and you would flick water on people in remembrance of their baptism. Now, I don't have an evergreen branch, but Ava, remember your baptism. <laughs> Anthony, remember your baptism. What's your name? Camden. Camden, Camden remember your baptism. <laughs> Gabriel, remember your baptism. Michael, remember your baptism. Yeah, Joey, remember your baptism. Amanda, remember your baptism. Phineas, remember your baptism. Jack, remember your baptism. This is Minister John, remember your baptism. Remind me your name. I know your name. Addie, remember your baptism. Alana, remember your baptism. Cooper, remember your baptism. Remind me of your name. Hannah, remember your baptism. What's your name? Remember your baptism. And Claire and Eric, remember your baptism. Very lightly, very lightly. Pastor Ben, remember your baptism. Every time you touch water, you can remember that God loves you, that God won't give you up ever, ever, that no matter what, God is with you. Does God love you? Will God ever give you up? No. Is God always with you? Yes. Remember that every time you see a baptism, every time you feel water on you. Okay? All right. Oh, we'll get to those. We'll get to those later in the service. Can we say a prayer? All right. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for water. We give you thanks for laughter. We give you thanks for the life that you give us in baptism. Help us to always remember deep down inside ourselves that you love us, that you care for us, and that you'll never leave us. And that in all this, we might share these good, good things with our neighbors. In your name we pray. Amen. Very good.
In the name of Jesus, amen. We hear in the church a lot about different stories and practices and traditions that help us hear the voice of God. I didn't even realize this, but there's also a Sunday school class devoted to discernment, intentional practice of hearing the voice of God here at Trinity. And in these moments, the moments where we either hear the voice of God for ourselves, where we see the voice of God take action in our lives, where we are witness to the voice of God in someone else's, those moments give us hope and meaning and purpose. And these are good foundational moments. We have a whole book, after all, dedicated to the voice of God. But there was a man that I knew growing up, well, I still know him, who despite being a good, faithful Christian, who despite living his life in faithful, compassionate ways, despite taking moments in the morning, in the noontime, and in the evening, devoted to reading scripture and praying, finally said one day after hearing a story like this, these aren't helpful to me. I said, why? Well, I've never heard the voice of God. I've never heard the voice of God. And for a Christian, for someone who has spent his or her entire life pursuing God, it can be scary. When you read a text like the one we have today, when you have something in front of you, that suggests that the people of God do indeed hear the voice of God. It can be scary because what if it's me? What if I'm the reason I can't hear the voice of God? What if I don't have enough faith? What if I don't have enough courage? What if, if I haven't taken enough time? What if I'm doing something wrong? What if I've tried for this long in my life and all of a sudden I can't, not all of a sudden, constantly, I can't hear the voice of God? I believe that the voice of God is hidden right in the place where we see it the most. But we'll get to that. This lectionary text that we have for today, the text that we have selected for today, is a part of an arc that goes through the seven Sundays of Easter. And in the beginning, on that first Sunday of Easter, we don't see Jesus in the tomb. And we're amazed and we're astounded. And on the second Sunday of Easter, we look at the text, and it's later that evening on the Resurrection Sunday when Jesus appears to everybody but Thomas in that upper room. And then later that second week when Jesus appears to everybody plus Thomas. And we have two teachings, right? We're to forgive people and we're to bring peace with us into those moments. And the third Sunday, we meet Jesus on the lakeshore. Jesus on the lakeshore where in the most common of things in breakfast, we see communion with God. This lectionary arc, this arc of texts, ends with a two-word command to Jesus, from Jesus to all his people. Follow me. You know to do forgiveness, you know to bring peace, you know to commune with God and with your neighbor. Now, follow me. And what we do now, 
is we go back. We go back into the text. We go back into Jesus' life. We go back and we look at everything again. This time with the resurrection lens. This time understanding God in the way that we do. And looking at what Jesus has taught us and seeing indeed what we are to do. This first text takes us to a point where we see some very familiar images. Jesus as the good shepherd. Jesus as the caretaker. But we have some very pointed messages. You don't believe me because you do not hear my voice. Those who follow me hear my voice. That's the scary moment. If you're a devout Christian, you've never heard the voice of God, and you read something like this, where those who are following me hear my voice, it's a scary moment. For us, I don't know about you, but even as your pastor, while I do admit that I have heard the voice of God at times and in moments in my life, it's not like it's every day, it's not like it's every week, and it's not like it's every hour. It's periodic and fluttering. It's impactful and yet not common. On a day where we celebrate baptism, on a day where we celebrate the life that Brady and Lily are given in Christ, it behooves us to talk about the whole of life. For those of you who haven't heard the voice of God or seen the voice of God or experienced the voice of God, it is here in our baptismal waters that I believe that the voice of God, God is most plainly hidden. Where we can hear what is very common to us. In communion, we have bread and wine that become body and blood, that become Christ for us. Where we are given an opportunity to commune with God. In baptism, we have the one thing on earth that's more common than bread and wine. Is there a place on this earth where a drop of water has not been? Is there a place on this earth where you can go where water will not follow you? There are dry places, sure. There are places where it snows instead of rains, sure. But there is not a place on this earth where you will be able to escape the element that God has chosen to choose you with. There's not a place on this earth where you will be able to escape the claiming power of God. Water. It is within you. It is outside of you. It is constantly reminding you that you are chosen, that God loves you, that God is near. With this man, with every person who doesn't hear the voice of God, heaven forbid that Brady and Lily might never hear the voice of God in their lives, there will be water. There will be water that falls on them. There will be tears that come from their eyes. There will be glasses of water they hand to another, to their children, 
There will be water that washes them when they are healthy. There will be water that washes them when they are sick. There will be water. And in that water, God has chosen to place God's most foundational promise of selection, of salvation, of grace. Praise be to God for the water that claims us. Praise be to God for the water that gives us life and birth. Praise be to God for the voice that's within it. That every time you hear the rain, that every time it washes over you, that every time there's water, you may remember you are loved. You are God's. You are chosen. Amen.